Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! It is the Hammer and Hammer show today. Nigel is out. Chris Hammer, my 18-year-old high school senior son, uh, joining me here on the big show. And all afternoon, we've been talking about this Marion County Prosecutors Forum that took place last night up on the north side. Now, video cameras were not allowed to go in, uh, but we've been playing back some audio highlights throughout the day. Uh, let's go to the drivehubboard.com hotline. Somebody that was there last night, Reverend Charles Harrison uh, from the Ten Point Coalition, also the Barnes United Methodist Church joining us. Reverend, you've made it perfectly clear you're somebody that is vested in the safety in the city of Indianapolis. Safety is a big concern for you. It's why you go out with your OGs and walk the streets at night. Uh, Take me through what you heard last night from the two candidates for the prosecutor's office. Well, thank you so much for having me today. And, and, uh, you know, this is uh, really, in my opinion, maybe the most important prosecutor's race uh, in my 30 years here in, in Annapolis. So I was listening very carefully last night uh, to both candidates. Uh, I think both candidates really uh, spoke to, I think, their supporters last night. Um, you know, Ryan Mears certainly has a much softer approach to addressing the issue of crime and violence. Uh, he tended to de-emphasize uh, incarceration uh, but focus more on what he believed was addressing the root causes to the violence and uh, building community trust, um, you know, and working closer with community groups to try to reduce the violence. Um, where Cindy Carrasco um, certainly had a much tougher approach to um, addressing the issue of, of crime and violence, um, there was a, a much greater approach. Uh, on accountability and uh, incarceration, particularly of those repeat violent offenders. Um, There was a a greater focus on uh, partnerships uh, with the prosecutor's office and law enforcement uh, working together and community groups uh, in trying to bring down the level of violence. So that's kind of a synopsis of kind of what I heard last night uh, from both candidates really focused on um, you know, the, the surging violence that we have seen in Indianapolis over the last eight years. Uh, Reverend Chris Hammer here. Uh, what was the crowd like last night? Large crowd. Uh, you know, it, I, I would say there was three to 400 people there last night from across the city. Uh, you know, the, the, the two times that they've had a crime summit, that church has been packed. And, and it was really encouraging last night because I heard a lot of people who I had a chance to talk to are really focused and concentrated on this race from across the city and their concerns about the level of crime and violence that we're seeing in Indy. Did Ryan Mears last night bring up the fraternal order of police and the fact that they've issued this vote of no confidence and completely went all in in endorsing his opponent, Cindy Carrasco? Well, well certainly that was a question from from uh, someone uh, who, who sent in questions. And, you, you know, I don't think he felt like that that was something that was important to him. 
um, that he wanted to build more community trust and kind of de-emphasize the, um, you know, that vote by the Fraternal Order of Police. Reverend Charles Harrison joining us. Uh, the Reverend was there last night uh, on the north side for this Marion County Prosecutors Forum. One of the things that I keep hearing uh, the current prosecutors say is that the crime is going down. The homicides are going down. You put out a video on your social media the other day that said technically the numbers are down from a year ago. But a year ago was a record year, and we're still on pace for over 200 homicides in this city. Is 200 homicides where we're at now? Is that just who Indianapolis is, Reverend? Well, I'm ho- I hope not. I hope 200 homicides are not the the new norm for Indianapolis, and we cannot be satisfied with that. I think if you look at last year's numbers and this year's numbers, I, I think the big difference between the homicide numbers we had last year compared to this year uh, was the three mass shootings that we had that accounted for about 18 homicides last year. And if you pull those out, then, you know, the the numbers are not that far apart. Um, and, and I'm concerned when, when I hear that because, you know, you look at the last eight years of Indianapolis, you know, here in the city, we have seen, you know, this, this uh, rapid, uh, increase in crime and violence. And even, you know, if they say the numbers are going to be down this year, it's going to still be the, the third highest uh, number of homicides that we have seen in this city and the third consecutive year, unless we have a dramatic decline over the next three and a half months, um, you know, we're going to be 220, 230 homicides this year. How would, how did we get to the point to where it feels like crime and public safety have become politicized, right? It feels like it's a Republican-Democrat kind of thing right now. And maybe I'm alone in thinking that, but it feels like that's kind of where we're at. Uh, Listening to some of the highlights of this event last night, Reverend, you know, you heard cheers when Ryan Mears talked about he wasn't going to prosecute abortion cases. On the other side, you heard cheers when Cindy Carrasco said, we have to be tougher with repeat offenders. It kind of feels like this whole thing has become political. How did we get to this point well it has become political and and for for those of us who have been doing this a long time i think in the last 10 years we really started to see a shift you know in um public safety becoming more and more political and i think it's been to the detriment of indianapolis there was a time and i think when we were seeing a great deal of success from the late 90s um, you know, when you had the end of the Goldsmith administration, the Peterson administration, um, you know, and the Ballard administration, I, I felt like uh, probably until we got to the end of the Ballard administration, um, we had a more of a citywide approach to addressing, you know, the violence problem. And, and I think it's why we had a lot of success from about 2000 to 2012. We averaged about 96 criminal homicides a year. And it was because uh, Republicans and Democrats and uh, community and, and the prosecutor's office and law enforcement, the business community, we were all working together. But I believe that changed around 2012 into 13. It started to become very political. And I believe that's the reason why 
Uh, this city has lost its grip on being able, you know, to bring down these high numbers, not just homicides, but when you look at shootings, uh, when you look at stabbings, and when you look at robberies, most of um, the stores um, uh, and businesses in the urban core are having to close early because of fear of being robbed, and they cannot keep employees because of that fear. Reverend, I'm 18 and a senior in high school. Is it important for people my age to pay attention to the local elections and issues, especially crime? Yes, yes. I I think everybody has to pay attention um, because if we don't, and one of the concerns that, um, you know, was expressed in in 2019, that if we didn't get a hold of this crime and violence that we were seeing in the urban core, that it was going to spread to every area of Indianapolis and then to some of the donut cities around Indianapolis that uh, it was going to move. I I think those uh, who are involved in uh, criminal activity today have no boundaries, and they will go anywhere. And I I think we have to look at it as an Indianapolis problem and and not just a problem that we see in the urban core. Reverend, last thing here before we let you go. Is there one big problem? Is there one thing that separates, you know, itself from everything else when it comes to crime in Indianapolis? Is it the fact that guns um, are prevalence in the urban communities? Is it the fact that a lot of these folks don't have a positive male role model at home? Or is it repeat offenders getting out, uh, doing problem after problem, you know, part of that revolving door of the criminal justice system? Is there one problem that's bigger than the rest? No, I don't think so. I think it's everything that you just said. I think it's the combination of, you know, the broken judicial system, the proliferation of unlawful guns, um, you know, in the urban core. I I think it's the the moral collapse uh, within our community uh, where there is no regard anymore for the sanctity of of human life. I think all of those are, are major factors um, and what has led to Indianapolis, you know, now becoming, you know, one of the most dangerous cities in America. Uh, and until we address all of those issues, I think we're going to continue to see high levels of violence in this city. And, and my prayer is, is that we don't move from 200 to 300 homicides a year. And certainly I'm still concerned about that as a possibility in the near future. He is the pastor at the Barnes United Methodist Church. He's also the man behind the 10-point coalition, Reverend Charles Harrison. Reverend, as always, I appreciate you taking the time to join us here. God bless you. All right. Thank you both for having me. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.